Lowe's knows you're the powerhouse who does it right to show your yard who's boss. We do it right, too, with innovative Craftsman string trimmers featuring easy start technology for simpler pull starts. Shop now and add a new trimmer to your arsenal with a Craftsman two-cycle gas string trimmer for just $129. And for two days only, April 19th and 20th, all new and existing Lowe's credit card holders get 10% off purchases made with your Lowe's card. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Craftsman offer valid through 424. Credit offer subject to credit approval and can't be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply. See store for details. U.S. only. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the premiere episode, the very first episode of the Shooter Shoot podcast. It's the first interview we got lined up here. It's taken a lot of work to get this guy here. We're really excited to bring in this episode. Later on the show, we have the great Julian Rowan in the studio. Julian is, of course, a comedian. He's doing the tournament at Rumors called Winnipeg's Funniest Person with a Day Job. He's a Winnipeg Twitter icon. Overall, great dude. Can't wait to get this guy on later. We'll be getting into things like his comedy career, how he's handling Twitter fame, how he got his Twitter fame, and meeting DJ Blitz for the first time, among many others. Before that, we got Kanan Lang on, my co-host, to talk about Drake's new album, things about Demi Lovato that happened recently, and arrogance in sports, among many others. All right, before we get it started, here's a beat from Calvin Tyler to kick us off before Kanan and I get into it. All right, we're here in the studio with Kanan Lane. Kanan, what's up, man? What's up, guys? What's up? How you guys doing? How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, actually, you know. Raptors still have Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. It's a bit rainy outside, kind of shitty day, but whatever. Yeah. All good. Yeah, the trade's actually, like, finally official. Yeah, it's now. super official. I'm, you know, and it's almost August, too, so summer's been passing by super quickly, but. Yeah, I haven't really had much of a summer. It's been working and. Doing that, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So yeah, tell us about that Drake album, Canon. It's okay. It's pretty good actually. I mean, the whole double feature thing kind of threw me for a loop. It's what is that all about? Like, I'm not a huge Drake fan, so like, I didn't get his angle. Um. So basically, he he uh, when he signed with Young Money, <clears throat> he had like a certain amount of albums he had to put out. Yeah. And basically, since it was a double feature album, it's Counts as two? Yeah, can't scratch it off like it's two. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, he wanted out. He wanted, he, oh, he, he wants he, Oh, he okay, wants okay, out, okay. So. He doesn't want to like wait like another six months to drop another album, so. Oh. Yeah. He has, I think he's like drop. I think he has, he's dropping like one more through them just because like. Just because? Yeah. No, not just because, just I think there's just like stipulations and shit like that or something. Oh. But yeah, he's he's out. He's, he's wants out. He wants to, I think he wants to do his own thing, so. Oh. I mean, why not? He's Drake, right? So. As great as Drake is, I can never find myself really getting into his music. A lot of people, a lot of people say that. Yeah, like I, just, I don't see why. I, lo- I think he's really good. He's got some bangers. Yeah. Like after that, I'm like, eh. I get it. Kinda, yeah, it's hard to dive deep into it. It's I like guess. it's Instagram music. Yeah, it's just like stuff that you can put on your story, and you'll see Odell Beckham Jr. dancing to. Yeah. Online, Doing and then that. after that, I'm like. Doing the newest challenge. All kind of sounds the same. <laughs> Do you love me? Yeah, if I if I <laughs> see the words Kiki one more time, I might actually <laughs> delete all my social media. In my feelings media. challenge? Yeah, exactly. Um, I uh, So extra mad. I'm mad. Dude, I saw a chick get like, hit by a car. I watched a video of like a chick getting hit by a car doing that thing. People will do anything for internet clout. Like, people will really do anything for okay. internet fame. Yeah, clout is like the newest currency. It's insane. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's the newest currency, but it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I know. Well, not- what are you What are you getting with your in my feelings challenge when you're getting <laughs> hit by a car? <laughs> Death. I mean, by By all means, do your dance. Have fun with your friends, but yeah. like, Jesus, man, <laughs> don't put your life on the line for that. That's not worth it. Do the whole like. 
getting out of your car to dance. I just, I just don't see it. I just don't see the point of it. Yeah. yeah File that under planking, Tebowing. Yeah. I'm going way too far back into meme history, but like, what else has there meme. been? <laughs> what else has there been? Fam- famous memes. Uh, planking, Tebowing. Uh, uh, runner, the runner's challenge or whatever it's called, the running man challenge. Oh yeah. Or is that? Yeah. Oh yeah. From uh, get out or whatever. No, no, that was the get out challenge. Oh, the running man challenge was like, it was just like a dance. Like all these challenges aren't really challenges. Like you're not the cinnamon. Cha- that was a challenge. The cinnamon challenge. <laughs> Eat a tablespoon of cinnamon and don't die. <laughs> you have to throw back to like grade eight. That was an actual challenge. Yeah, you're actually supposed to do something. The objective was not to die. <laughs> there was like an actual like motive behind it. <laughs> just don't die. Don't do irrevocable damage to your lungs. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, years from now, if you're still, if you don't sound like Wheezy from Toy Story, you're good. You won. And I was like, that's the challenge. <laughs> In my feelings, challenge. Don't get hit by a car when you run out of your car and dance to Drake. It's not a challenge. Come on. Kids being kids. Yeah, meme quality has gone significantly down in years. Damn. Anyways, so I'm sure you heard about this. The whole Demi Lovato thing yesterday. I'm going to let you take the mic on this, and then I'll put my two cents in. Go for it. Uh, I think it's pretty sad, man. I mean, considering, like, what a great artist she is, you know? It's how hot she is, too. It's kind of, you know, another Disney star down the drain. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it's it's too bad. I think my my biggest issue with this is a lot of times with things like this, you know, it's in your face. And this happened with XXX. Yeah. 10 whatever his face. I can't. Gosh, I'm not going to pronounce his name. I won't do it. Um, <laughs> Lamar Odom. And a lot of people who get in tragic situations like this, a lot of people when this first comes out, they'll be like, oh, well, what about this? Yeah. What about that? And there's nothing wrong with saying what about this, what about yeah. that, and worrying about other issues. It's more so when you use that to distract people from the actual point. Like, somebody's overdosed on heroin. Yeah. Like, that's a big fucking deal. Apparently you know? it wasn't heroin, actually. It was meth. Well, yeah. They overdose on a drug, right? Yeah. That's a big deal. Like, that's something that we should kind of, like, be talking about. And it's not to say that Lamar Odom's situation doesn't matter. Because I'm seeing a lot of people saying, like, oh, what about Lamar Odom? Nobody yeah. cared. Nobody cared. Blah, blah, blah. And that might, that might be true. Like, yeah. that probably is true. I cared. Yeah. Well, you know? as a basketball fan. As a basketball fan. You know, it just as, like, a person. As a like, decent human I, I like... <laughs> half. Like, I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. I'll get there eventually. But, like... People are like, oh, what about Lamar Odom? Blah, blah, blah. Everybody crucified him. And people did. But that's not the immediate point. You know, yeah. like, there's nothing... There's there's something so valuable in comparing yeah. this scenario to Lamar Odom. It's just, <laughs> let's not use that to distract people from what's really going on. So yeah. the overdose from meth, right? Like, let's deal with that. And then it's yeah. okay, well, how come the response to Lamar Odom wasn't the same? There's nothing wrong with saying what about. It's just when people use that to distract from the point. Like, XXX, yeah. how do you even... T- he got shot, right? Yeah. So like, let's talk about people who are getting shot. People who are killing each other. Was he in a gang or something? No. He wasn't in a gang, but, like... Just some beef. Some beef with some people. Like, yeah. how to prevent people dying in those situations. Bringing light to... beef. Yeah, bringing light to that whole idea, right, about um, people getting shot, people risking their lives over some little argument or some beef yeah. that's totally not worth it. Yeah, like, just... And then we can talk about, is he an icon? Is he this? Is he that? Like, I don't like his music. I don't think I don't think it's an acquired it's an acquired exactly. song I, like I didn't think he was a great person yeah that doesn't take it away from the fact that somebody's dead yeah you know like when he died it wasn't like oh shit man he's dead that's it's like I'm not gonna say anything you know because yeah. out of respect like I'm gonna let the people that actually yeah. knew things about him speak up see what bothered me the most is like like as soon as he died everyone's like oh fuck like good good forever killed him like fucking fuck him like well it's like dude like a 20 year old just got shot 
and killed. Yeah. Like, and you're really worried about like what he did as a kid, like some well, fucked up shitty. I'm I'm not saying like to dismiss that, but it's just like yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, like you're missing from the point. It's just yeah. It's the immediate points is a guy's dead, and we need to talk about that, and yeah. then we can talk about the things he did wrong in his yeah. life. Because, you know, he was homophobic and he was a woman beater and all yeah. this other stuff. And what whether you say he was trying to change his life or not doesn't change from the fact that that's all he's got, right? Yeah. Like, then you can move on to points like, okay, how do we prevent uh, domestic violence? How do you prevent homophobia? All these things that he did in his life that were bad. Mm. Okay, now we can analyze that. You yeah. know? But it's I think it's insensitive and, you know, uh, I'm struggling to find the word, but wrong. It's immoral almost. Yeah, immoral. Yeah, it's kind of like at the very point of somebody's dead to be like, oh, that's good. Yeah. Like, I would never wish, like, and, you know, like I don't think that's right. And I know some people are like, oh, would you say that with Hitler? It's like, well, you know, he's not Hitler. Like, he, he did some really terrible things. He did, he did yeah. like, for 100%. Like, there's no I'm not, I'm not. I would never dismiss that. I would never, yeah. like, say, and, oh, he's dead. Like, I'm going to forgive him for that. And yet, at the same time, like, you can't just, like, dismiss the fact that he's dead by saying, oh, well, Hitler died too. Yeah. Well, so did Stalin, and so did all these other people who yeah. died. Like, we can't go through the list of human history who's dead and who's alive yeah, just... to determine whether or not there's a point to be learned in somebody's death, right? Yeah. Of course, of course he did terrible things. Yeah. Well, not uh, making it sound like that's super normal, but, like, he did terrible things, so of course we have to talk about it. Of yeah. course we have to acknowledge that, but at the same time, like, don't just, like, go on blast and be like, oh, I'm so happy so-and-so. It's just people's opinions can differ. I just think that's yeah. not right. Yeah. I know, it's just, yeah. I think it's, to me as a fan, it was a lot harder for me. It's just like... Totally. To, just to, like, see people, like, batter him, like, after he's dead, you know? It's like, it's... You're kicking a dead horse, man. Like It's difficult, hey? You're spinning on his grave. Like, the kid's dead. Even if you don't agree with everything he's done as a person. Like, it's difficult. You like his music. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's not the easiest thing to see whether it's justified or not. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah. Like, if Kanye West died, I don't, I don't agree with everything he said. Like, slavery's a choice and his whole... His whole thing now, like, I don't agree with any of that. Yeah, I don't no. think Kanye West is a role model necessarily at this point in his life. And yet, if he died tomorrow, I'd be like, oh, I really liked Kanye West's music. Yeah. Like, he was my favorite artist. Yeah. You know, like, just... I, I can look fondly upon his music. Yeah, it's exactly. not necessarily Kanye West dead. Like, yeah, hooray. Yeah. Like, if you want to, if you want to hate the guy, go for it. It's <clears throat> yeah, it's all to All you, the power right? to you, right? Yeah, exactly. A lot of people were comparing it to, like, oh, what about Lil Peep? What about this? What about that? It's like, the only person who was really, like, standing on their soapbox and preaching... I told you so was Russ. I hate Russ. <laughs> Fuck Russ. And that guy just... <laughs> what bothers me the most with Russ is, like, I, I'm, like, I'm all for, like, advocating, like, proper drug use and safe whatever, right? I'm, I'm totally about that. Like, if you want to do shit, go ahead. But, yeah, we're, like, we're not telling you guys to do drugs, by the way. Do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, like, he used to be that guy. He used to be the guy, like, you know, like, doing drugs and doing stupid shit. And now he's saying, like, fuck you guys, you guys are idiots for doing drugs. It's like, you were that head-ass doing drugs. You can't be saying you're a fucking idiot for doing... Yeah, it's, it's super difficult, eh? Like, I can see if he's like, hey guys, like, you know, I did a lot of drugs. Like, I don't want to see you guys going down the path. Great. You know, like, you're connecting with people. Yeah. You're creating a story. You're creating, like, something to stand on. When you're just saying, you know, fuck drugs, fuck Zans, fuck lean. It's like, nobody's going to listen to you. It sounds very, like, uncompassionate, you know what I mean? Like, it just sounds very, like, this is right and wrong, and if you don't do it, then yeah. you're an idiot. Like, I mean, everyone just glorifies him because he's, like, like a half-decent... I, I don't like him. Like, I mean, like, his people... His music is half-decent, but I don't yeah. like him as a person. Yeah, like, it's just, like the point I was trying to make was, like, when you had what happened to the little people, he died because of overdose. Yeah. Russ was like, oh, well, see what happens when you do this and this. It's like, I saw a lot of people, like, a lot of his fans say, like, oh, man, this is... Tragic, one of my artists I really liked. He's yeah. dead, it's too bad. It was just mostly Russ who was going off on people. Yeah. So just... the whole what about 
John Oliver calls it whataboutism mm-hmm. to say like, oh, well, De- Demi Lovato overdose. Well, what about little people? It's like, yo, take that up with Russ. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? Yeah. <laughs> there, there are obviously going to be pockets of people who who go off and say things that are irrational, that aren't... And ignorant. And yeah, that are ignorant. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. But for the most part, I think there's a, there's always going to be a decent amount of people on both sides if you look hard enough. And that doesn't justify yeah. anything that people say. The point I'm trying to make, when anything tragic like this happens, it's good to look at how it can be prevented and how we can use it as a lesson going forward. Yeah, exactly. And then dealing with other issues. Yeah. Because this is the most immediate thing. Yeah. Well, like, saying and, like, making jokes and memes about it isn't going to, like, help anyone not do that in the future. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the what we need to focus on is, like, teaching people that, like, you know, doing this kind of shit's going to ruin your life. You know oh, 100%. I mean? Yeah. I mean, like... Everybody knows it, but it comes down to like, it comes down to actually uh, gaining the knowledge on how to prevent it. Because everybody knows that drugs are, drugs are bad, blah, 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 yeah, all that stuff. It comes down to how can you apply that in your life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, things like this happen every day. And obviously, there are a ton of people who aren't famous who are overdosing and people who are dying and people who are uh, having bad things happen to them and their names aren't in the spotlight. But when something like this is super magnified, it's in your face. and Yeah. It's a lot easier to talk about it because everybody's hearing about it, right? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, I feel I'm, I'm way more bothered about it. Stuff that happens to celebrities. Because like you said, it's just, it's glorified and it's like the biggest thing in news, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, there's people, everyday people, you know, like saving lives, like paramedics and firefighters and whatnot. And they're like risking their lives and, you know, and shit like that. And it's, all these celebrities get the spotlight and it's just... Yeah, it's super unfair and stuff like that. I hate that. It's just yeah, but I mean, is it how how else are we really supposed to hear about that other stuff unless it makes really big news, right? I guess yeah. Not every time that somebody does something good, you're gonna hear about it in the news, or they're gonna be glorified, or yeah, I know, but it's just I I feel like it just gets too much attention. It's kind of it just drags on. You know what I mean? Everyone in like a month from now, someone's it's gonna be like still still be lingering. Everyone's gonna be talking about. Jamie Lovato is OD, you know what I mean? But, like, guy who, like, run like, a firefighter who runs into a fire and saves someone's life is going to be on the nightly news, but in a week it's going to be, like, you know, oh, so you can bring it up in conversation, but, like, oh, like, that was you, but, like, it's not going to linger on and li- live on, you know what I mean? It's just, I guess so, but that's... I get what you're saying, but I can't I can't really be too mad at that. Like, yeah. That's, I, I guess... That's what society con- is, Considering right? they're celebrities they're like yeah in everyday star spotlight. you got star power exactly i guess that's a thing but it, I, I don't know just, you have that pull yeah yeah some people i think some people uh some people worship some people a little too much with no with no real reason to do it like all of a sudden zlatan ibrahimovic is popping up in the media nowadays and i cannot stand that guy for the life of me just because he got traded nobody was talking about him like the day no, it's just he's just all of a sudden decided like, hey, I need to put myself out in the media, and that's that's cool. Like, do whatever you want. Yeah, say whatever you want in the media. I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't like. I don't like you. That's cool. But everybody's like, man, Ibrahimovic is so he's so he's so good at soccer. He's so funny. Like he's he's a great one. And when LeBron signed with LA, they're like, oh yeah, he's right. LA has a king and a god. I'm like, this guy's never won a Champions League. Like, let's cool the god nickname. Yeah. <laughs> This guy left his country, uh, his country's soccer team, and they got, like, way better. <laughs> so, like, let's really, let's cool the egomaniacs that we're going to pipe up and yeah. for no particular reason. You know, if he won, like, a World Cup and he's won three Champions Leagues, yeah. and he's, like, the greatest player ever, or he's on that stage, I mean, you know what, kind of, he's earned it. Yeah. But, like, man, this guy plays in the MLS. He's, just, he's, he's t- just an average player now, you know what I mean? Well, I guess he's, like, a good player in MLS, but he was just an average player and like... 
premiere, I guess. Hey, no, it's not. He's not he's average. He was really, he was really good. Yeah, he was like. I don't really know. I don't really know much about soccer, and that's fair. It's like, okay, let me put it this way: He was like Kevin Durant when he was on Oklahoma City, like oh. very, very good. Yeah, but he just couldn't get it done for some reason. Yeah, and so he came to the MLS and he said something along the lines of, "If I came here ten years ago, I would have been the president." Imagine instead of Durant going to the Warriors, he went to the G League. And he's like, oh, I'm the greatest G League player ever. And he won 10 titles in a row. He's like, if I came here, I would have owned all you. It's like, no kidding. Because <laughs> you're way better than those guys. Yeah. You're way better than those guys. Yeah, Who cares? Exactly. Like, go win an actual title. Like, he was on Inter Milan, and then he left, and they won the Champions League. And then he was on Barcelona, and they left, and then they won the Champions League. And it's like, yo, dude, like, uh, <laughs> there's kind of a trend going on here. You might want to... Can we get him it. on our team just to, you know, give him a little... Yeah, exactly. Little get him. Stayed. Get rid of him. <laughs> just, just a sign and dump. Yeah, and, like, he's won titles. Like, he wins league titles, but that's yeah. about it. Like, if you're not winning a league title, you yeah. can't... Only if you're on a bad team. You can't really put your name out there and be like, yeah, I'm great. It's like, you know, Bayern Munich wins so many league titles in Germany. They're the only good German team. If they're not winning the title, like... Yeah. That's really pathetic. Yeah, It'd be like if the Warriors don't win the title this year. It's like, yo, guys. Because Raptors are going to... Come on. If the Raptors win the title... If the Raptors win the title, I will shave my head. No, you won't. I will 100% shave my head. Because they won't win the title, but if they do, I will shave my head. Really? No? You still don't have faith? Every year. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. it's our year. Every year. I think it's their year to get to the finals. What do you think... What do you, what's one thing you think would push them over? Like, to, like, make them... Oh, elite? God. To win the without, title? S- without, say, without signing a superstar. Like, what's one thing they could do as a team, in your eyes, that could push them over the top? To, like, move the needle. I think they already moved the needle a significant amount. They got rid of Casey. They got Leonard. Like, that's huge. Yeah, it's, but... Something I mean, they could do to, like... To get on the Warriors level, they would need another star. Like, they definitely would need another star to get on the Warriors I guess level. To get past the star. Celtics, they would all... I don't know. If they somehow flipped Surge for Kevin Love... Why would Cavs do that? Uh, they wouldn't, but like if they did that somehow, yeah, I guess yeah, they could get on the Celtics level. Yeah, because the Celtics aren't even on the Warriors level. As much as Boston fans love their Celtics and this that and, and oh, they're, they're so amazing. And yeah, like if you run into the Warriors in the finals, I'm betting on Golden State. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would put my money on Golden. I'd put my money on Golden State over anyone. Yeah, except for Raptors. I would always put my money on Raptors. I'm always you have to. I always believe in the Raptors. Like, oh yeah, even when they had DeRozan, I'm like they're third in the East. Like, there's no way they're not, and yeah. they can somehow upset Philadelphia. Yeah, and maybe take a couple games off Boston. Yeah, now it's like they can legitimately challenge Boston. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Oh man, I'm so pumped. I know. It's just. I like how we kind of really strayed away from our first point. Exactly. Totally, totally straight away from it to go talk about the Raptors. Yeah. That's how every single one of my conversations goes with everybody. Yeah, I know. I was at Super Spike last weekend, which is awesome, by the way. If you ever have an opportunity to go to Super Spike, check it out. Uh, and <laughs> we were pre-gaming at a buddy's house, and we all, somebody mentioned the DeRozan. I think it was, I was wearing a DeRozan shirt, and somebody said, oh, I can't believe they got rid of DeRozan. And then, like, the pre-game turned into, like, this huge argument about the Raptors. And then my friend's like, bueno, I'm so impressed you managed to get that pre-game into a Raptors argument. I'm like, it's what I do best. <laughs> it really is what Raptors I do Raptors is what I do. Exactly. <laughs> Did you do Super Spike this weekend? Or last weekend? No. I don't no. do volleyball. I do drinking, but I don't do volleyball. That's basically what Super Spike is. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. You also have to throw in volleyball. I'm just not, not down with it. Man, yeah, no. Like, our team captain's like, what do you guys want to do? We're like, oh, we'll go to intermediate. Then he put us in the competitive league over our heads. Uh, we got we got smacked pretty bad, <laughs> but it was so much. It was way better. I would have totally rather got smacked playing mm-hmm. playing in the sand over playing on grass. Oh yeah, I guess totally fair enough. Fair enough yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I guess so. way better. Yeah, no, my buddy he said he wanted to do super spike. I'm just no, I don't do no. volleyball. 
I just don't. If there's like a super like if there's like a basketball like type thing that's like like super spike, I would hundred percent be there. Super dunk. Yeah, that's what I said. Seven that's foot what, nets. That's what I. Everybody throws. Yeah. <laughs> we need to have super dunk being done. Basketball and Toby, you got to get on that. Facts. Eight foot rims. Everybody's crushing. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's crushing. Just make dunk. it like the easiest thing to win. Except me. Because yeah. I'm so unathletic. You have no, you have no jumps. No, I, I think my favorite nickname ever for me. I was in high school, and it was oh, you like went to high school. Huh? You went to high school? No, I didn't. I mean, it was, <laughs> that was a joke. It was to see if all the listeners are uh, to see if they're listening properly. I was, I was homeschooled. No high school wanted me. Just kidding. Uh, when I was in grade ten, a bunch of kids in my school started calling me the Brazilian Blur, ironically, because of how slow I was. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading something. I remember you saying something about that on Twitter. Yeah, it was so funny. That was like the best genuine nickname I've got. <laughs> Everything else is just, they call me Bueno, so. What about you? You ever have any funny nicknames that stick out? Um, other than Daddy? Not really, no. Daddy, wow. <laughs> I can't wait to edit that out. <laughs> I knew you would. I had to, though. Uh, nickname. Yeah, no, I never really had any nicknames throughout high school. It was just really just Linger, Linger. Kind of thing. Thing around, yeah. yeah when I was in the grade nine, first day of art class, this one kid had like a French sounding last name. And uh, the teacher's like, how do you pronounce that? And the kid's like, oh, he said it like perfectly. And the teacher's like, I'm just call you Bomer. So everybody called him that for like his entire high school career. Bomer? Bomer. A bunch of people just started calling him Boner. Like, <laughs> I would hate to have a name like that. Like, It wasn't even that. The I know. But just like, like, how do you say that? He's like, oh, this is how you say it. He's like. Hi, Boner. Or <laughs> like, ah, your name's Boner now. <laughs> like, how did you even pronounce his name? Do you remember how? They- oh my god, I can't remember. It was he said it so eloquently too, like so fr- like it's such a, such a nice such a nice French accent, and I was just like, ah oh, man, that's a dope name. And then the freeze like, I Boner. I turned to him. I was like, ha, Boner. <laughs> your name is Boner. <laughs> It was like that How I Met Your Mother episode where they start calling Barney Swarley because they write his name wrong on the yeah. Starbucks cup. <laughs> uh, I love that show, man. That is a great show. Dude, watching that season finale, I screamed at the TV. I was so mad. Wait, wait, what? The worst series finale ever. Oh, series finale. I thought you said season finale. Yeah. Yeah. That was... I probably did, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, it was a sad... It's just, it's just so depressing. It's just like a really sad way to end it. And then he just goes to... The worst part is, like, a couple of years ago, I asked my friend to ruin it for me, because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to watch this, like, whatever, like, I don't watch TV. Yeah. And so he ruined it for me, I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm like, you know, I'll watch it, like, everybody says it's really good. And so I'm like, okay, so I'm watching it, like, I remember it was, it was the last episode, <laughs> and I've seen the clip on YouTube, like, I looked it up, because everybody was so mad about it when it first released. And so I'm, like, sitting there on my couch watching, and as it's getting closer to the end, I feel myself, like, tense up and start to get mad. I'm like, why am I getting mad? I know what's going to happen. And it happened, and I was like, no! No! <laughs> you just get, like, so emotionally invested. I was invested. so mad. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I knew what was going to happen, and I was still angry. This is the worst. Yeah, you just got, like, that emotional connection to that oh. show. Oh, I miss that show. That was such a good show. It was a great show. Fuck. Okay, what do you think's better? That's out of the office. The Office. The Office, 100%. really? Easy. Office is a top three show for me. Office is great. When I was at Durham, I uh, when they were on strike for six weeks, I got really bored and just watched The Office again. I, I, I watched The I, I legit, like, I watched The Office, like, three times through, like, religiously. Like, I watched every episode. Yeah. And now it's just, like, it's the show I fall asleep to every night. I don't care if, like, it's, like, the last episode. I will 
press play, watch that last episode, and like just restart it. I'm not even kidding. You watch it every night? Every fucking night. <laughs> just because it's like, only because I'm watching so many other shows that I don't want to like put those on and like pass out. Oh, okay, fair enough. Like and what? What do you watch? I watch, uh, I'm watching Animal Kingdom right now. Greatest fucking show on Netflix right now. Yeah, that's good. And then I'm just waiting for Game of Thrones, man. That's all I'm waiting for. <laughs> I, I, I'm like a huge South Park fan. And so ever since the Game of Thrones trilogy that they did, I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> I never I watched that. No. So do you watch South Park? Uh, Great show. Yeah, I, like, I've watched show. it. It's pretty good. I like it. Just now, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Yeah, you're just a Netflix guy, hey? Yeah. Just watching Animal Kingdom yeah. all day. Fuck, such that's, a good show. That's it, Animal Kingdom in the office? Yeah, basically. Uh, what, else, what else am I watching? Um, Mom, let the people know. I know. I'm all 76 think. of our followers are dying to hear what you I watch. I know, right? <laughs> Everyone is just, oh my god. Um, people are getting impatient, dog. I know. Fuck, Animal <laughs> Kingdom, like The Office. Uh, I can't think of anything else right now. Fuck. You watch Bojack Horseman? No, oh, I, I watched like the first show. couple of the episodes, but I just couldn't get into it. I love that. It's a bit difficult to get into, but it's so good. Oh, I and the ranch—that is so funny. Oh man! You ever watch, you ever watch Pig Mouth? I uh, oh my, so crude. That show is amazing. So crude, dude. I love it's, it. it's godly. Like I can't find a single flaw in that show. <laughs> it's so good. it just like perfectly explains like middle school. It's like perfectly executed too. Like, yeah, every joke. I'm like, oh, they might go this way, and they go a different way. I'm like, that was way funnier. Man, the only time I ever like cringed at that show was when they were in like what's his name's dreams in the museum. And his little, like, hormone monster, like, cuts off the security guard's head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fuck this guy's head. Yeah, and he skull fucks I'm gonna skull fuck this guy's head. head. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, that is crude. Like, so and they say some man. fucked up sh- stuff on that show. Oh, yeah, man. Like, that's... Big Mouth's out there. I know. That's what I love about it. Apparently, they, uh, they only got, like, one idea rejected by Netflix when they went on, and they're like... Oh, we want to do this. Netflix is like, no. They only did that once, though. Everything else, like, go for it. I can't believe they said yes to the skull fucking of Garrison Keillor. Yeah. I, but the hormone monster, like, that, the creation of the hormone monster is the greatest creation in TV history. Like, oh my god, is that funny. That's so perfect, too. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's just, like, a perfect compliment to that. Just, like, that, like, really fucked, like, it's just, it adds that, like, the, like, so good. just puts, like, all the fucked up stuff they want to put into a show, and they can just, like, concentrate it into like one thing and it's just perfect it's just it's perfect dude i watched every episode like four times i can't wait for season two to come out when is it coming out uh, i think like september oh, fuck. bojack season five is coming out september big mouth's coming out september and i think atypical is coming out august oh i love that show man that's a good show such a good show i watched that show with my parents yeah not a fuck yeah that's a good show man it is, i'm really yeah. pumped for that second season i know he's so funny that was a funny <laughs> i just got a hand job in an igloo <laughs> <laughs> I get it, but like that—that that was just so funny. Oh my god, fuck! All right. Anyways, uh, coming up for you guys. If you'd stayed through that, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I love you guys so much. That might have been difficult. Yeah, it might have been. It's our first episode. Bear with us, please. Uh, okay, coming up, we have Julian Rowan on the podcast to talk about comedy, DJ Blitz, and everything in between. Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the Shoe Shoe Podcast. We got Julian Rowan here in the studio. Julian, how's it going? Not too bad, buddy. Thanks for having me over here. This is a nice aesthetic you have in here. Thank you. In your parents' basement. Beautiful. It's, it's a very nice, it's not my parents' basement, it's a very nice studio. There's a really good view out in Red <laughs> oh, River. Yeah. Oh yeah, this yeah. is a penthouse suite, my bad. Yeah, out to the yeah. Red River that you can see, it's awesome. It looks... oh, this is the first podcast, right? Yeah, so... man. 
I mean, I'm breaking the cherry here for you, so. Yeah, I, I think it's called popping the cherry, but yeah, you got <laughs> you, you got, got, got the right idea. You're yeah. the comedian. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of we kind of convinced you all you were drunk, so you know. I know. Yeah, this is. Uh, I had a couple of people like message me to do a podcast. It seems to be like a pretty hype thing to do these days. Uh, and yeah, you guys got me at the perfect amount of drunk, where I was just like, yeah, of course we'll do it. And then the next day, I was like, fuck, well, I'm gonna do it. I, I haven't really met these guys besides on Twitter, but we'll <laughs> see how it goes. That's your relationship with everybody, though, hey? Yeah, yeah. I don't have real friends. It's just, <laughs> it's just. The fake followers I have. Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked back and forth a couple times on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, And then absolutely. Uh, we Shout met at that Raptors game in January. Yes, yeah, and you came out to my comedy show the other week, which I definitely appreciate, buddy. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. It was a good time, we, you killed we, it. Were you surprised I could make people laugh without using memes and GIFs? <laughs> yeah, I was half expecting you to just pull up your phone yeah. and uh, play play Vines yeah. and hold it up. Yeah, that's, that's my closers. I'm like, have you seen the high- Winnipeg High Schools as Vines? <laughs> 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 do that just keep doing it you get on yeah. desk for laugh gags you're yeah. still doing that yeah if people don't uh if people don't know who dj blitz is my my stand-up can get a little a little tiresome for sure <laughs> yeah so how'd you get into comedy like uh good question um i guess like most people that uh are kind of like born with like kind of thing was like should i do it and obviously it's super um self-conceited but you're like I'm a funny guy throughout school and like you're kind of like the class clown so it's something I always wanted to do I remember actually going to rumors one time when I was 18 and they have that classic like video that starts up with like do people at your job say you're the funniest person I'm like that is me I'm like, you should you should sign up for this contest so I never done stand-up before but I went to the contest and like sold out my 40 tickets and I just ate shit. Like, I, I bombed so bad in front of, like, my now ex, she left me, like, the second after that show, <laughs> which is fair. And uh, I kind of, like, just gave up on it for, like, a, a, a year. I didn't even think of it. I was like, hey, clearly it's not for me, which is never the way you should look at comedy. Uh, it takes a lot of time. But um, I kept writing. I started doing the Twitter thing a little more aggressively at that point, um, just, like, writing jokes. And I kind of got my confidence back that way. To the point where, I don't know if you ever heard of, like, on the, uh, with U of W or Red River, they have, like, those snowboarding trips for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the posters for them, but, so I went out to Banff, and uh, I was fighting this cold, so I was drinking, like, <laughs> Dayquil, Nyquil the whole time, but then also drinking way too much alcohol when you're on those substances, and we're at this bar that was just coincidentally hosting, like, a, a comedy night, and uh, so... I think like 15, 20 people go up for it and there's money on the line and I'm just so like in this weird spot with my Dayquil, Nyquil and alcohol where it's like, I'll go up. I told a bunch of jokes that I've been writing over the years. I actually won that whole competition in Banff. So yeah, and it, it was like, it was just such a crazy feeling. It was like that feeling that you hope for when you start doing comedy and I just went back in the city and then uh, started uh, just hitting up open mics. And uh, could talk about forever with the scene and whatnot, but it's just a really good group of people and uh, so much talent in the in the Winnipeg scene. So wow, like look at that turnaround, man! Like you go from like eating shit at rumors, driving your girlfriend home for the last time, <laughs> exactly. Then like a couple months later, or whatever the time was, boom, you won yeah. a contest. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's definitely. Um, I knew that I I probably couldn't step away from it forever. Like anything, if you have a passion for it, it's something you always circle back to, and it also didn't help like. 
I just have the world's most like dry job like in an in insurance sale. So <laughs> I was like, I gotta do something with my life or else I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> Sorry, hashtag Bell, let's talk, but uh, yeah, it was definitely very real. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, uh, so you said you started doing your Twitter stuff like more aggressively, like, was it kind of because you lost the contest, so you're like, oh, maybe I'll just channel all my funny energy into this now? Yeah, or? I would say, well, well, for one, it was like, I had the hobby, and I guess, uh, yeah, we could say hobby and passion of like writing jokes, like I always was such a big fan of comedy, so I was like, I gotta get like good at this somehow, and you know... I'm not attractive. I'm not a girl uh, <laughs> that's like sponsored by Bear Body Sugaring. So I, I, I can't get gratifi- gratification through like posting about my face. So I was like, I have to get some way because I'm very conceited. So I was writing jokes. And I just felt good to kind of get that, I guess, affirmation from people online and, and started to grow. But I say I was writing jokes back then. Now, whenever I like look back on tweets I was making like four or five years ago, they're just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so like anything, you get better at it. But uh yeah, I don't even know what your original question was, but I think I maybe answered it. Yeah, you, <laughs> like a C plus. <laughs> yeah, a C plus. So like, was there was there like an aha moment or like one tweet where it like it did numbers or even if it didn't do numbers, but you thought it was really clever and you're like, I got something here, or was uh, it more over time? Uh, it was definitely a gradual thing. Like, uh, well, it starts where you get your first tweet that hits a hundred likes. You're like, oh my god, this is insane. I was like just bucket list cross it off and and then um it's like anything where if you get to some point you always kind of want a little more than that a little more than that and then it's like the first tweet that like it's over like a thousand likes or a bunch of retweets you're freaking out uh but then you kind of always want to get back to that place so i'd say it was definitely gradual of like a slower build um but i i think the one i was most proud of was like the winnipeg high schools as vines was like uh it was good because like so many people from different walks of life in Winnipeg would message me being like, I was dying. So many people being like, I was on the bus the other day uh, to work and like these old men like that were going to like their bank job were like, oh man, my kids show me this video and they were like dying about it. So that was good. That's awesome. And then every other DJ Blitz tweets probably up there for me. Okay. So yeah, that's the next thing I want to Oh shit. So I mean like... When I first met you, I asked you, I was like, oh, so have you met DJ Blitz? Oh, yeah, it's, it's the first question I always get. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, at what point did you kind of think, like, okay, this is my guy? Like, this uh, is who 75% of my tweets are going to be about? Just, when you know, you know, man. It's like anything, <laughs> when you love someone and they love you back, you just have that connection. Uh, no, like, to, like, full disclosure, like, I don't know how many years it was, uh, years it was uh, ago, but, um... Uh, the, these two kids, I, I don't even know who it was, and you know, I think since it's local, Winnipeg Twitter, it was probably like that Devin is lazy guy and Ryan Hodgins. Um, they they were making fun of the concept of this guy named DJ Blitz would always send friend requests on Facebook, mm-hmm. and they, I was just dying laughing. I was like, this is hilarious. And me, you know, being the Twitter whore I am, I was like, I have to hop onto this somehow because it's obviously something people find funny, and so. It's just, it gets such an easy laugh on Twitter that it's like, if you just make a couple of funny posts, they like always blow up. Like, that's the thing to this day where I'm racking my head where it's like, I'll think so long about a joke and a concept. I'll tweet out, I was like, this is perfect. And then it gets like a quarter of what if I just post like DJ Blitz's face, go like, show me an 18 year old. That's cool. So that's like, it's always kind of a confusing thing. It's like Winnipeg Twitter just loves it. So, uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, when people realize who you are, like, yeah. my favorite story of yours was when you gave out your email 
at the, whatever store you're at in the mall when they're asking for like, <laughs> they ask you for, like, oh yeah do you want uh yeah is that, promotions yeah. or whatever <laughs> i was at urban outfitters and uh, it's just grown and grown but like when it's uh I was, I was buying something, and you know, like, most stores, they, like, ask for your email to see if you're on file. I was like, yeah, uh, Jules, <laughs> I was like, underscore, bro, and the girl just slowly, like, snaps, she's like, wait a second, are you the Jules, underscore, bro, I'm, like, buying the most pussy, like, graphic tee, too, like, <laughs> I was like, no, it's not me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always, it, it's, it's kind of been crazy, uh, um, Obviously, like, I've never really had any hidden motives with, like, trying... Like, it's always just been trying to make people laugh. So the fact that it's gotten to a point where people kind of recognize me for it, it, it means, the, it means a, like, the world to me. And especially, like, just meeting so many people in the city, being like, oh, man, like, I've honestly had so many people message me on Twitter, uh, just like, hey, man, like, I've been having, like, the worst month. And it's like, your tweets are something I can consistently look forward to. Or some people with, like, mental health are honestly like, man, your, like, tweets give me such a boost. So, um, that just makes me super proud of kind of, like, what I'm doing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, like, people, like, at Folk Fest was crazy this year because, like, I released that DJ Blitz video to promote the August 5th show, uh, Laugh Hard Party Harder. <laughs> and, um... Shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug. I, I think you're dropping this podcast after the show. So <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, Folk Fest is crazy because so many people are walking up to me. But like, what I love is like the actual authentic like interactions with people where I get to know them and whatnot over them just being like, Hey, Julian, you have a long neck. I was like, I already gave you that joke, bitch. Like, <laughs> give me something better. <laughs> or they'll just be like, how's DJ Blitz doing and stuff, which is fine. So, I mean, like we talked a little bit about your early comedy days and yeah. bottoming out and then taking to Twitter. And now uh, still bottoming out. <laughs> so what's it kind of like now as, as you're getting better and... Well, for me, it's always been this huge, uh, I guess, personal battle. Like, I, I don't I don't have a big ego whatsoever. Like, a lot of people probably think I do or something like that. But, like, being in the scene, like, humbles anyone. And, like, I started it with, like, such a core group where, like, so many talented comedians, people who have opened for, like, the biggest comedians, whether it be Hannibal Burris or you know, Tom Segura, like, Bill Burr, they're all here in Winnipeg and they do comedy, like, every single week. And so it's like trying to crack into that when you're so not funny when you start doing stand-up and you have to get better at it. And the only way to do that is like going to open mics consistently and like eating shit. To like go through that but then have a name for yourself as being funny when you're not. Like I always say like it was so embarrassing to be funny online but not being funny in person. I felt like a, like a porn star that off camera can't make people come. It's <laughs> the way. It's like you saw me in Ghetto Gaggers Volume 1, 2, and 3, right? Like, I'm good at this. No, it's like people had this persona of me that I couldn't, like, come through on. I've been lucky enough that, like, when I first started, like, that same year, I made it to the finals of Winnipeg's Fans Community with a day job. And then I was in the Winnipeg Comedy Showcase. And then, like, I've only been doing it. I'm coming up on two years now, but, like, I was in the, wow. yeah, I was, I was in the Winnipeg Comedy, Fest, uh, Comedy Festival and a bunch of shows. So, um,. I'm at the point now where I can be a little more confident in myself, but I mean, it, the whole thing about stand-up is high highs, low lows. Like, you could feel like you're on top of the world after you have a set that goes very well, but then the next day you do another set, it bombs, and you, like, want to quit comedy. Like, everyone goes through those highs and lows in the scene. So, I was at uh, your last show at the Winnipeg's yes, 20th yeah, Day was, Job, and yeah, thanks again. you fucking killed it. Yeah, no problem. You did so well, I thought. Oh, thanks, uh, the jokes, how did you kind of come to those jokes? I remember you saying that you didn't use anything from last year. Yes, yes. So by that point, 
it's a tough thing. Like when you start, you want to always try new stuff. And like the whole concept of people will be like, how many jokes do you have? How strong a minutes do you have? Like for me right now, after doing it for two years, I'd say I confidently have 15 minutes that I'm like proud of and comfortable with outside of that. Not a lot. So it's crazy. Like how long you can do it and not have a lot to show for it. But my first year, I, I guess I was good enough to start where I was like kind of the new kid could get people out to like shows and whatnot, but I would only have the same five minutes. I was so tired of it. I didn't feel, I felt like it was very like millennial based and like not a, an older demographic. When you go to rumors, there's definitely a lot of like people of all ages there mm-hmm. that they were actually like getting those sorts of jokes. Mm-hmm. So, um, like by the time that rumors competition was over, I got third place. I was like, thank God, it, I wasn't upset. I was like, that's such a good showing, I think, for my, my first year going into it. I was like, and now I can actually focus on these concepts that like I want to actually do. So um, it was a real process. Like anything, though, like the longer you do it, the better you get. And you know what what's going to work with an audience to some degree. And I just, it's, it's crazy how much you can get better from month to month and then year to year. It's just insane. Like I, looking back at the jokes I told the first year of that contest, I'm like, man, some of that's so trash. Like, yeah. But isn't, isn't that kind of how it goes with the creative process all the time? Totally. Yeah. Like, you probably get tired of it. Like it, artists, I'm sure. Exactly. Too. Sure. Like I'm, I'm trying to be a writer, you know, that's one of the things I want to do. And I'll write yeah. something and be like, oh man, this bangs. Like this is so sick. And totally. I'll look back like a week later, I'm like good God, somebody should throw out all your pens. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you look back, and that's such a thing about comedy is like, um, so you write a joke, let's say you hear a joke, you laugh, right? Authentically, mm-hmm. you're like, this is, that's a good joke. What if someone told that to you again, and again, and again, and then you, and then you just kept hearing that joke like maybe five times a week. That's what it is being a stand-up comedian. It's like, you think it's funny at first, I think you tell it so many times, like you don't find it funny anymore to any degree, right? And you're like, this yeah. is just terrible, and you just... Like, so many comedians will say, yeah, man, I just got to write new shit. It's like, I, I'm so done with my old stuff, but it works, so you got to keep doing it. Yeah, right? up to a certain point, though, right? Yeah, yeah. But, no, you, you should definitely keep writing, man. Like, uh, you sent me some articles, and you definitely have a, a really great talent for it. And it's like a dying art, too. Like, so many people... Well, that's the thing. Is like, I really hope that, you know, the next, like, in society, people start reading more because it's... It's really, what can you show me now with podcasts? <laughs> oh, fucking, you're ruining your own stuff. <laughs> and, like, a, you know, just everything's so quick. Right? Yeah. Like, people don't take two seconds of the day to, like, learn about anything. Yeah, right? and read. read but, I mean, like, podcasts are kind of like assholes, right? Everybody's got one nowadays. Exactly, yeah. Very unique of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I'm, uh, I gotta jump on the guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like the millennial version of uh, Let's Start a Band. Exactly, you yeah. Know? I think that's really interesting, though, that you talked about uh, how everybody wants things, like, now, like, instant gratification. Yes. You know, like, with Twitter and social media and all that stuff, you mm-hmm. know, I think we're really prone to freaking out. Yeah. About a lot of things. Yes, yeah. And, uh, that's... Totally. And like for me, like I have, um, like mental health is like huge in, in my family. And so sometimes I'll, I'll make statements about like my perspective from it. People might think it's coming from an arrogant place or whatnot, but like people in my family suffer from anxiety, like anxiety, depression to ma- being manic bipolar. Yeah. All the closest people in my life. And like, I'm so intrigued and in like where this is all coming. Cause like anxiety is, it's, it's almost like a phenomenon at, the, at this point of how big it is mm-hmm. and like people our age and realistically I think that's got to be obviously you have that gene in your brain sometimes where it does trigger mental health and it is a disease mm-hmm. but I think society also is just crushing people because you're always comparing yourself to other people's lives always right like 
uh, put it like this, like, if you were a farmer and you grew up on the farm before the internet was around, like, that life is fucking terrible and boring, but they're probably so content. Like, mm-hmm. they're so used to the daily routine, they have nothing to compare it to. Exactly. But now if you're a farmer and you're looking at, like, Dan Blazerian on Instagram, like, <laughs> you'll be found in the farm shed pretty soon, right? Like, it's, you're always comparing yourself all the time to other people's lives. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, just caring what other people think. Well, I mean, I think, uh, with the Amish community, isn't it like, uh, they kind, we of, know them. <laughs> they kind of live on that community until they're 16 and yes. then they have to go away for two years and then they get to decide whether they want to come back or not. Do they do that? I thought yeah. it was just like they run away from it. No, it's, uh, at 16, you have to leave for two years Oh shit. and then you like, they make you leave so you can decide whether you want to stay or not. And I think majority of them end up staying oh. because they see kind of totally. Oh yeah, How like, hectic. yeah, I would not want to go back to that. You see those people at Costco; it's it doesn't look <laughs> exciting. <laughs> exactly. No, but uh, I like I like what you said about mental health. You know, like uh, there used to be a huge stigma around it, and I'm, yeah. I think there still is, but it's totally. going away. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's and I think that's one of the most important things to talk about because everybody kind of goes through that stuff at some point, and that's yeah. not to say that it's not important. Yeah, and I th- I think it's man. Like I was in a rut when I, before I went into comedy. It's like you need purpose. Like you need something to do. Um, but that's the tough thing. Oh yeah. I, I, I didn't get to this point, but everyone that people look up to in today's day and age, what do they always preach to younger people? It's like, you could do everything with your life. Like that crappy job you're working, get rid of it, focus on your passion. Mm-hmm. But that's not realistic. Like some people should just be in an accounting, right? And then like live their life and they find fulfillment in other stuff. But when you're always getting like preach this whole concept, of, yeah. you have to do this huge thing with your life. Like, I'm doing comedy, and it's just for me, and I, I like making people laugh, but so many people are like, so what's the move? Like, move to Toronto, move to LA, like, make some money off of it. And I was like, I'm not, I'm just doing what I love. Where it takes me, it takes me. But yeah, you, you can't have this end goal, because once you get to that end goal, typically, you're never really fulfilled, right? For sure. Uh, when you said uh, mental health, obviously, like, there is like a biological component to it. Totally. Do you think it's just that or do you think that everything around you has something to play a factor in? It's, I think it's totally situational. Yeah. Like I I think a lot of people weren't born with that gene of being depressed and like wanting, you know, being in such a low point every morning, no matter the situations. Mm -hmm. But then I think there's people that get in that rut and then they get kind of caught up in it. Right. And you know, there's people like some of my friends just had to get on like medication. They, they obviously don't have like depression, but they're going through depression like, yeah. symptoms and they need like a little boost to get out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is a super good comedy podcast you're listening to here. <laughs> if you're not rolling on the floor laughing at this point. Yeah. I don't know. There's no saving you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Turn on, turn off the show at this point. D- let's read some awesome, yeah, good, let's, clean let's, jokes for kids. <laughs> we got some awesome, good, clean jokes for kids. A book by Bob Phillips. Yeah. If you haven't heard of it, then you really don't know... You don't know comedy, to yeah. tell you the truth. You don't know what's up at all. Yeah. I don't... I'm not even going to tell one of these jokes, because I don't want to do that to the listeners of this podcast. <laughs> They're doing enough listening this long. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're about 20 minutes in, and we're resorting to flipping through a book of clean jokes for kids. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it should be. So do you ever think about moving to different places, or... Uh, think about it. I, I just bought a house with my girlfriend for June 1st, so <laughs> I kind of deep-rooted myself to some degree. Um, what really helps, though, is, like, uh, I've kind of been lucky enough, gracious enough to be somewhat of a regular at Rumors doing guest spots, uh, like, opening for people and whatnot, so I've been picking the brains of a lot of comedians and seeing a lot of great Canadian comedians in particular. Yeah. A bunch of them just 
live in Canada and they'll and they'll tour and they come back to see their family and stuff and while sometimes going on the road is like a rough uh, process they're still coming back and they're still living where they're from and they yeah. get a lot of work so I who knows where it's gonna go um, it sounds like stupid but like for me like I think a lot of people move so they can be recognized as like that funny person kind of make a name for themselves I feel like I've been kind of enabled with the whole how small and tight-knit Winnipeg is and like being quote-unquote Winnipeg famous and not being a bare body sugaring sponsor but authentically yeah not being an Instagram influencer. <laughs> yes yes I don't have filled lips uh but just making people laugh like I, I, I kind of feel the love that I maybe a lot of people search for just by moving to like LA to maybe get famous. Yeah. Which sounds so conceited, but it's true. Like Winnipeg has Not that. Necessarily. Kind of, yeah, Winnipeg kind of has that like tight knit yeah. vibe where everyone knows everyone. So. I mean, for sure, it's it's situational though, right? Like if you like Winnipeg, you don't have to. Like nobody's putting a gun to your yeah. head and being like, yeah. motherfucker, move to LA, you know? Totally. I think before I got a relationship too, I was like way more into the concept of like moving around and seeing where life takes me. But, yeah. Uh, she got me. <laughs> she got me good. Yeah, now you can't use uh, your internet fam for... I know, I can't even hook up with 18-year-old girls. What's the point? What is the point? <laughs> I always thought, like, if internet fam couldn't get you laid, then, like, you're screwed in life. Like, <laughs> I know. There is no hope for you. That's the thing. Girls crash my DMs, and it's like, this is obviously... has nothing to do with what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> they just want dirty deets on DJ Blitz. I know what I'm good for. Do you have any good, like funny stories about dj blitz or uh, anything, anything like oh uh, man well like filming the the video for like laugh hard party harder was like super funny because like a lot of people thought it was like some ruse that we were actually like friends the whole time and mm-hmm. knew each other and like we met for the first time that day when we did the that photo in front of like the legislative building yeah and when we did the the video together and he's like he's generally like so nice yeah. Like very nice guy. Anyone who's ever met him will say like he's he's not a dick or whatnot. Is he, like, he's, he's just nice? super goofy. Is what I was gonna say. Like this guy, I expect like boom or like like little like onomatopoeias like pop out around. Him. It's <laughs> like speech bubbles. Yeah. Like in in that video, there's that scene where it's like we're obviously like ripping off of Step Brothers, where it's like, do you want to go do cry in the garage? And like obviously he's supposed to say yup, and he goes sure. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh god damn it. Yeah, I know. And like it's like karate's like, I don't do karate, I do hentai. <laughs> Not hentai's, I think a tentacle porn, but it's like some other type of <laughs> some other type of like karate. <laughs> he's probably into hentai. <laughs> Um, I don't do karate. He's like, I do I, hentai. I do hentai. <laughs> well, sure, Blitz. I mean, this is a time to be vulnerable. All right, get your camera, man. Yeah. I'll just dick around, because, like, it's come apart where we're, like, kind of bound at the hip. And, um, like, I, like even the other day, like, I was at, uh, I was in the exchange district. I go into one of those places where you grab your ticket, and then at the end you drive out, and, and you, you put it in, and it says how much money you owe, and it just was not working. It wasn't taking in, like my credit card or cash it would take anything no i didn't have cash i wouldn't take credit card debit so i called the intercom and they're like i'm sorry like you have to pay for it. i was like well surely there's some way and they're like yeah i, I mean may, are you going to come back here tomorrow morning it's like absolutely that's like hey i need a name <laughs> i was like daniel Bedoma. <laughs> I, I was gonna give his real number but i was like that's too savage but, so daniel if you're listening don't uh don't park <laughs> In the parkade in front of Wee Johnny's. 
Oh, that's they will not let you leave. For those of you who don't know, Daniel Badome is DJ Blitz's real name. Yes, that's just how tight we are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's day ones. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, when, when you first met him, I'm sure you kind of had to, like, rub your eyes in disbelief, and you're like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Actually, first time I, I saw him was, like, just, I was doing uh, errands with my girlfriend in the mall. Like, he worked at, like, Bootlegger for a bit. Mm-hmm. And I just saw him, and I got that weird, like, celebrity <laughs> moment was, like, you see someone famous, and you're like, god damn, but he isn't even famous. Like, I hate myself. Uh, but, yeah, when I saw him, it was, like, it, Quinn Baskin, like, who put on the show, like, he, the, and the person who was filming, they were all just joking about, like, Twitter versus reality. Because, like, anyone yeah. who gets to know me, I'm not a dick. Like, to at least in person. And uh, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, totally. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, like, I was being so friendly to him. Like, I had him over to my house to film, like, that, uh, to that video. I was, like, asking him, like what drinks they wanted it's like every joke I was like is that okay Daniel is that too offensive so I was like I'm a huge pussy when it comes down to you didn't it. call him DJ I, I think I call him Blitz yeah <laughs> it just feels way more natural doesn't yeah but like doesn't everybody kind of have like those weird celebrity moments like my brother told me this one time yeah he was in the Mac store and this is when Buck Pierce was still on the bombers oh okay. and he thought he saw Buck Pierce so he's like google searching Buck Pierce and like looking <laughs> would at- you really get that excited over Buck Pierce <laughs> <laughs> you see him on those old Dutch bags you're like is that him <laughs> After he got traded or released, and they still had like the restaurant in his name. Oh yeah, it's the most like awkward thing when you're barbecue in place. Yeah. yeah, good old Buck. I think he's still on the team, right? Like doing. Uh, I think he's like part of the management. Oh okay, I thought you meant like on the roster. I'm like no, no, <laughs> just start crying. Buck's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I have a close spot for Buck in my heart. Yeah, it doesn't everybody? Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but I mean, like at least the Bombers got like what two decent quarterbacks now. Yeah, I don't know. My brother's super into the Bombers. I just can't. Uh, I can't make that sort of emotional commitment. He's. Uh, it's funny because my brother's getting married this week. I have this joke where it's uh, just about how loyal my brother is. Like he's a huge Blue Bomber fan. So like even if you're terrible year after year, he'll still <laughs> love and support you. <laughs> I was like, and he's a big Cleveland Cavalier fan. <laughs> so if you leave him for four years and come back, he'll, he'll accept you with open arms. <laughs> That's a LeBron joke for those of you that don't Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah. For uh, for those tone-deaf listeners out there who, yeah. who don't get it. Who don't get it, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think with the Bombers, there was, like, a time where they had, like, seven or eight quarterbacks cycle through. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing about the CFL. I feel like that's why I can't super get behind it. It's like, you can't, you have to be in, like, that mediocre range of, like, you can't be too good because then the NFL gets you. Exactly. And you can't be too bad. And it's like, then you're, it's just, and no you're dealing with, like, the expendables are just, like, <laughs> just, like, the absolute scrap sometimes. But some people just stick around in the league. It's, 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 such, like, it's such, like, a weird sport, though. Like, a, I mean, a weird league, you know? Like, I hate the three downs, too, right? There's nine teams. Like, throw it, kick it, throw it, kick exactly. it. No, run it, and then kick it. It's like, eh. If you run on first down and you get stuffed, you're fucked. Yeah, I, I don't get why they don't throw it every time, but, I, I mean, look at me. I don't look like much of a football player. I mean, it's been around for how long? Like, 110 years, and they expanded once? Yeah, I, and, like, for how many years there was, like, eight teams, two don't make the playoffs, <laughs> and they never make the playoffs? And it's it was like, always it's more impressive that you're not making the playoffs. Like, the fact, like, I'm way more impressed by how shitty you were than if you kept winning, like... Like, we had to wait for a former Heisman Trophy winner who was exiled from the NFL to come yeah. so that people would get interested in it. I know, and the Bombers have easily the best fans uh, of the league, and yet... Like, a team like the Red Blacks comes around and they, like, win the Grey Cup and then they're, like, in the <laughs> Grey Cup final again. It's like, in their what? second year. Like, how are we so bad all the time? 
I think my favorite CFL thing ever was when Ottawa first had a team, like in the 40s and 50s or whatever. I'm not going to fact check this at all, so just yeah, roll with me on this. And the Riders, like, you know Saskatchewan's the Rough Riders? Yes. Ottawa was also the Rough Riders. Oh, man. So, like, when they're playing each other, like... Who first... sleeps with their cousins more, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the Saskatchewan obviously took it. <laughs> and the winner of the Incest Bowl is the Rough Riders. Dude, they... Oh, man, Saskatchewan takes it way too seriously out there. That's all they have, really. That and Headley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Headley's from Saskatchewan? Yeah. I didn't fucking know that. Yeah, man. I got some bangers. <laughs> yeah, Headley was great for that like weird emo phase that you went through in like grade seven through nine. Yeah, it's like as you started to like get off a of simple plan, it was an easy transition. Exactly. To Headley, and then you realize you're gonna need to diversify your music taste yeah. to get friends. Then yeah, and then when you're getting figure banged at like house parties, then down with Webster was the easy transition. <laughs> what kind of fucking house parties did you go to? I, I was doing the finger bang. I was not. <laughs> It's, it's longer than my penis, bueno. I have to work with, I have to work with what God gave me. <laughs> well, now my mom can't listen. She's like, you're doing a podcast today? <laughs> like, can I listen? <laughs> what are you going to talk about? Finger bang. Really? really is, is that as awkward as the joke you made at the end of the, the first round when you said your dad banged you or something? And he was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he, a great joke. And he was in the audience. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, do you want me to run this joke by you? Because, like, it can get very sensitive as my joke kind of preludes to. I was like, no, no. I gotta be able to laugh at it. I said it was funny. <laughs> it's not real, boy. You're looking at me like he actually did it. <laughs> That's still super funny to me. Yeah. It's a That's good, still super funny It's a funny good joke. You have to come see me tell it. I'm not going to tell it over this podcast. Exactly. You gotta yeah. show up to his show. Another shameless plug. Yeah, do it, Jules. <laughs> when is <laughs> August- <laughs> Okay, I can't promote the August 5th show because this is coming out after. But... Rumors, uh, August 8th, I'm in the semifinals of Winnipeg's Famous Community with a day job, and then I think the finals, if I make it, is going to be at the end of the month, so it's been my goal and, like, my dream for, like, the last, I can't even say how many years to, to win it, so I think it'd be pretty dope. Okay, so let's start. A lot of clout. That's real clout, not Twitter clout. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. authentic clout. Yes. Yeah, you can't buy it. No. <laughs> okay, so. Can't buy with retweets. <laughs> I was going through a couple of your tweets, you know, because uh, me being the Uh-oh. podcast savant that I am, yeah. I did some research on uh, the people that I'm interviewing and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Katy Perry tweet, the concert. Oh, no. <laughs> you want to go through that story? And, uh... <laughs> oh, no, okay. I can't out the girl. Oh, man. I, how does that tweet even go? Maybe I could, like, search it up. It was uh, uh, the worst time you've ever been curved. You said you went to a Katy Perry concert. Oh, it was, like, one of those quote tweet things where it's, yeah, like, yeah. quote tweet with the worst time you've ever been curved. And in the middle of the song, the girl leaned in and said, this is my boyfriend's Yeah, yeah, song. so the tweet goes, yeah, so it's, like, fellas, let's start support group. Tweet about the time you got curved the worst. And I tweeted, took a girl to see Katy Perry, $300 a ticket. California girls comes on. She leans over and whispers over here, this is my boyfriend's fave song. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like... Uh, you know, obviously the part of, like, comedic writing is, like, you take a, a real event and, like, try and make it funnier, which is, I don't know what's funny, like, what actually happened or, like, that tweet, like, what actually happened was I did get, like, $300 tickets for my birthday, and, um, this girl that I was, like, super into, I, like, asked to go see, and then she's, like, maybe, she's, like, kind of screaming me, and at the end, she's, like, I just can't, I can't, I just can't do a relationship right now. I was like, fine, fair enough, and I asked, like, my weird friend to come, because he's super into Katy Perry, and, which is very weird, there was only two seats, we didn't go as a group, so, like, the dynamic. Teenage Dream comes on, and it just gets pretty, pretty emotional. The dynamic weird. duo, hey? Yeah. It gets curved in Katy Perry fanatic? Yeah. 
But as I'm watching it, and it's we're not like floor, we're like at one of the sides of the arena. I'm looking directly across from me, and I see her with this way better looking guy, and just like holding his arm and stuff. So like, like thank God it wasn't a Bonnie Bear concert because I would have broke down right there. But luckily she was playing some upbeat songs. I think it was like California Girls or whatnot. But then this part of California Girls comes on, and. She's like, come on, boys. And she's like hyping up the crowd. And she's like going out in the crowd. And then she puts the mic on that girl's like date. No way. Yeah. And like he's talking and she's like flirting with the girl that I sent to his date. And I'm just sitting there again with like my hideous friend that's related to <laughs> Katy Perry being like, okay, hey, this might be <laughs> like, this is one of my 13 reasons why. And, um, and then after the concert, I'm like, fuck, I gotta get out of here. It's so awkward. But then we bump into each other, oh, like, God. outside the Moxies. And I just, like, who are you here with? I show, like, my friend that looks like a ghoul. And, like, <laughs> I'm not friends with this guy. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, how ugly oh, is this dude? Fuck. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> He's probably, like, one of the nights of his life. Uh, yeah, so that's the real story behind it. So is that the worst time you've ever been curved? Yeah, <laughs> probably. I mean... Like, the worst period of getting curved was probably, like, MSN. Like, I just shot... I just shoot in my shot. No one would respond. Like, they'd always, like, turn their, like, bios from, like, away. Or they'd play, like, iTunes songs, you know, on MSN. Like, it would play, like, the song that they were listening yeah. to. It would always be, like, songs like, shit on me. Like, why don't you get it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I'd, like, send them, like, those winks and nudges and stuff. And so I, I just... Sh- I shoot in my shot a bunch, and, like, no one was ever into me. Like, I didn't date a single person in high school... And then I, like, <laughs> I went into, like, this long-term relationship from high school to, like, at the end of college. Went through a breakup and then, like, dated my girlfriend until now. So I have never really been single with any of the whole, like, clout phase, which is probably best for me. What's the monthly fee for your girlfriend now? The monthly fee? <laughs> I actually do an annual premium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if she leaves me, I get, it like, prorated. So we have a good deal going. Yeah, she, she's way too good looking for me. She's like a comedian. I can't even take this joke, but like, um, whenever people like always come up to me, even people I don't know, it's like, Julian, like your girlfriend's like really attractive. I'm like, I know she's beautiful. Like she's my college crush. I was like, no, Julian, like she's really good looking. <laughs> like you're really lucky. I'm like, okay, like do how hideous am I? Do I just like this gargoyle that just like mouth breeze? Like, yeah, she's pretty, I guess. <laughs> she's doing it for me. Hey, yeah. Hey man, who knows? Like that guy you went to Katy Perry with probably went yeah. off like spewing the same things you're saying about him to everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just feel like a goon. Yeah. So this this sad sack who's getting curved by this girl, hideous dude. <laughs> he came up to me, begged me to go to this show with him. He's crying. I know. I know. They probably thought it was like a Make a Wish thing. I'm surprised. Kate- <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Katy Perry didn't like poke at me like this Make a Wish kid. It's just on the side. What's your last wish before you die? <laughs> <laughs> to knock, to have this girl blow me. She's right across the arena. <laughs> I wonder if a girl listening to this will puzzle as her. Ah uh, well, we're, we'll move on. I mean, uh, do you want to talk about uh, you tweeting like you're going through another breakup with the Demar Derozan trade or what? Oh no. Yeah, I don't know. I've been a diehard Raptor. Like, I, I wish, like, my brother is, like, big on Twitter for tweeting about sports. I'm always envious of that because I, like, love sports as well and the Raptors. But I definitely, like, curved out my own niche for it. But, yeah, like, DeRozan was my favorite player since I since he came to the team. And, like, I have all of his jerseys signed, like, 
basketball for me, my Raptors flag, yeah, all the swag. <laughs> I've just been so chuffed. Like listening to Coldplay's whole discography. Damn. Yeah, I'm not over it yet. That's for sure. That was me when the Raptors traded Carol last year. Oh God, Carol. So so. Oh bad. my. No, we're not. What we're, does Carol look like? We're not. He looks like. Uh, he looks like Viola Davis and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like one of the aliens versus Predator guys. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> which of the two. He looks Dude. like he's alien and Jay Crowder's predator. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. God, yeah, but no, for real, we're not doing the Demari Carroll slander thing. Like, we're yeah. cutting that shit out right now. I'm going to burn that jersey. <laughs> it's terrible. Try me, bitch. You'll <laughs> <laughs> beat me up for sure. I, <laughs> I don't know. You look. You got long. You got that wingspan, man. That's true, baby. I could just do like a fad motion with my lanky ass arms. Like, like, I feel like I'm like, did you ever play that DK64 game where you yeah. could be like, I'm Lanky Kong, where I just have like that whoop, whoop. Yeah, either that or you could stand back six feet and headbutt me. Oh, yeah, yeah, my neck. <laughs> I'll get you with a giraffe. Yeah, come on. You knew that was coming. Yeah. I loved your story about the Katy Perry thing. Oh, that was hilarious. That's good. I'm glad you can laugh at that. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you a quick story now for your listeners out there. This, this one's pretty good. Um, by the time you got curved. Oh, yeah. By the time I got curved. When I was in grade 10, uh, I was at this basketball camp. That was like a weird time. It was like at like 7 a.m. on a Sunday. Every second Sunday. I don't know why I signed up for this, but I did. And there was this girl there. And I was in grade 10 and she was in grade 12. And I was like, whatever. We're flirting. We're talking. I'm like, oh, yeah. She's, she's into me. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And so like... Uh, one day I'm like, hey, uh, school I'm playing is playing against your guys' team uh, tomorrow. Like, you should come check me out, drop 30 on them. I didn't. I dropped, like, 7. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, like, our guys' team plays, insert shitty AAA school name yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, they play St. Paul's. And she's like, no, our JV guys play St. Paul's. And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, all right, are you in grade 10? I'm like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm like, okay, that's the end of that. And then the yeah, next day yeah. I saw her at the game. So I'm like, oh, shit, no way. Like, yeah, I actually yeah. still have a chance. Like, so I asked her out. We went out on, like, this double date with my brother and his girlfriend at the time. Like, you know, super. Wait, like, how old was she? I don't she know was in grade 12. So I think she was, like, 18. I was, like, 15 or 16. Okay. So, like. That's fine. Like, a nice little uh, date for people with low self-esteem yeah, like myself. Yeah, like, Blitz would have just started finding out about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I was a chick, DJ Blitz would yeah. have just entered my DM. You would have planted the seed. Just be like, okay. Oh. <laughs> Exactly. And yeah. so, like, we went out and things went really well. And, you know, like, I did my homework. I'm like, oh, this chick does not have a boyfriend. She's single, yeah. blah, 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 whatever. So I, my brother's like... How was her relationship with her dad? It was okay. Okay. I had, like, a decent shot. So, okay, so my brother's like, you know what? Don't text her tomorrow. Hit her up two days after so you don't seem too thirsty. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So I wait that extra day and I hit her up the day after. I say, hey, I had a really good time the other day. Uh, do you want to go out again this weekend? We can go grab dinner or something, or, I don't know, we can do something fun, like, blazer tag if you're into that. She's like, okay, yeah, she sounds great. Like, I'm totally into that. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, dope. And I'll Blazer tag? Are you sure she wasn't 16? <laughs> <laughs> you know, at this point, my uh, my social awareness is so shit, yeah. I couldn't be sure. So then uh, the dots pop up for, like, the Facebook Messenger or whatever, and I'm, like, super psyched. I'm like, oh, what's she going to say next? And yeah. she's like, oh, yeah, like, I'll bring my boyfriend. I was like, oh, no. I was like... Nah, nah, I'm not gonna lose my cool. She's testing me. I'm like, oh, when did you guys start dating? She's like, yesterday. Oh, what? Why wouldn't you just call off the date? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, that's a bad curve. Hey, man, you got why? That's like that Batman quote. Why do we fall, Bruce? <laughs> so we can pick ourselves. Yeah, up. what I mean, like it, it didn't. You know what? A couple years later, I was playing basketball for CMU, and yeah. her her new man was playing on Providence. Yeah, and I dropped twenty four points on that dude's head. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's exactly. fine. Yeah, I played basketball too, but I just could. I was way better in like scrimmages than actual games. Like, I just uh, you I just know, I crack under the pressure, man. You just shit on your other teammates. Yeah, I just roast. 
Yeah, that's that. Uh, I would. I would always get. I would be like the uh, Lance Stevenson. <laughs> I just man, like you know what Jeremy Hecht in L.A. Like uh, yeah, yeah. he's from Winnipeg. Yeah, I went to school with his brother for. Yeah, he was so like he was that rapper. Like the hype is how we went by. Now mm-hmm. he just goes by Jeremy Hecht. But like we were like rivals. Like we were Linden Christian School. Yeah, yeah. They were great academy. So it was like the class of Christians versus yeah, yeah, the Christian Jews every Jews. time. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And we would always meet up in the finals to go to the provincials. And I'd always cover Jeremy. I'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm going to the hype right now. <laughs> I'd, just like, I'd be like, from my hometown. And like sing his one song that he had then and stuff. And it was it was so funny. We're really good friends now. We talk like every day. So yeah. he'll laugh about that. You were LCS Lance Stevenson? Yes. So you'd make like one sick play and then like the next ten. Foul out. Dribble off your foot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd be like the only person at Linden Christian School who'd like swear when they're mad. I remember like <laughs> dropping an F-bomb because I was mad at myself and the coach like benched me for two games. Like, <laughs> that was the LCS baller life. That's, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. Dude, yeah. man, LCS, every time like another team plays in there, they'd always rig the games, the refs. Yeah. Like I think like six or seven guys would foul out. Or maybe it was team. just God on our side, boy. <laughs> I never thought about that. Maybe it's just JC, the yeah. ultimate ref looking out for us. <laughs> yeah, Jesus picked uh, the rich Christian school LCS over St. Marie's every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, think of who donates more money at church. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> a private Christian school. There was one guy on my CMU team who would always like boost the CA, boost his Linden Christian high school team because they won AAA provincials. Oh, yeah. So some of my teammates and I would roast him and be like, guys, who do you think would win? Like the 73 and 9 Warriors or the Linden Christian 2015 <laughs> oh, team? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> well, it's crazy, like, how big, like, sports is when you're, like, you know, everyone knows that the high school they went to, those people that, like, sports was their life day in, day out, maybe make it to provincials, maybe lose in the finals, but then yeah. now it's, like, you see them, like, bartending at the keg, <laughs> it's, like, they're not playing, they're maybe playing men's league and they have, like, yeah. a basketball tattoo on them now, like, it's, it's just, it seems like the whole world that when you're younger. And, yeah. Unless if you're like have a God given gift, like yeah. you can't go anywhere with it. Exactly, especially like, coming from Winnipeg. <laughs> like one guy's come from Winnipeg, right? That tall ass dude from Shaftesbury or whatever. Yeah, Todd McCullough. Yeah, legend. Hey, well, I mean, uh, there's a guy in Arizona now, Emmanuel Acott. Oh yeah. From Winnipeg, yeah, I played club with him. Oh cool. Oh Wyatt, what's what's his name? Wyatt Anders. Yeah, yeah. Is no, that he it? no, he played with uh, the Bison's. Oh, he was the okay. Bison's player. Like Emmanuel Acott plays for like University of Arizona. Oh, like he's, he's probably gonna get drafted or go to the NBA on a, some cool. sort of contract or something. Yeah, everyone always comes out from Ontario now. It seems. Yeah, he would. <clears throat> you used to dummy kids in practice. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I had a buddy. Do you know Joey Nichor? Yeah. Yeah, like he was. He was like destined to be so dope, but he got like so many injuries. With yeah. His and stuff. Yeah, he's a good guy though. Yeah. Oh I yeah, he's one of my, He grew up on the same street as me, actually. Really? Yeah. Anyways. Enough of basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all you people who have turned off the podcast. Like, yeah. We talked about basketball. It was fun. Let's go back to depression. <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite songs to cry to, Julian? Oh, glad you asked. <laughs> Let me pull up my crying playlist. Normally what I listen to is just, I record my comedy set. So if I have a, <laughs> if I have a bad set, that'll do it. Uh, my go-to. No, it's the most underrated crying song is I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Vare. Oh. The acoustic cover on oh, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, look that up and just circle through your uh, yearbook. My favorite thing to do is uh, I get my guys, Cav and Tyler, who make the beats for the podcast. I get them to, like, kind of uh, do a mix so that I can listen to DJ Blitz's tweets over, and that just sounds like <laughs> <That's> hysterics. <laughs> just see, like, a, a montage of all the high school pep rallies in a row. You're just like, <laughs> I can see look that. At all those, look at all those unsuspecting 15-year-olds. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I love him. He's my best friend. We're doing a show together August 5th, which has already happened. I'm glad I have this podcast to boost it. And now he's got a parking ticket in his name. Yes. Absolutely. Cur- courtesy of Julie. <laughs> yeah, had to do it to him. <laughs> so, I mean, is there anything else? Like, I mean, let, okay, here, let's talk about this. Let's yeah. talk about this. Uh, your day job. Yes. Take <laughs> us through that, please. Oh, no. We're all dying to be here. I want to talk about it. Oh, man. Uh, so, are you like the guys from Office Space? Yeah, it, literally. It's just the most. Like, I, I work in interest. Like, so. I worked in retail, like, throughout high school and college. Well, I was a camp counselor first off for, like, four years, and then I did the retail thing. My first job, because my parents were just on my ass to actually, like, get a job. I was was desperate to take anything at this point, even if it wasn't for my education. Like, I majored in marketing at Red River College, Mm -hmm. so I do have post-secondary education, and uh, I did well in that. I was on the honors and stuff, but I just couldn't get a job in marketing. So yeah. I took a job in sales, but guess what I sold? Nothing. Sold pet insurance. <laughs> no word of a lie. Nice. Yeah. So. By the way, really quickly, if anybody at Red River can find Julian's grad photos, please, <laughs> please, <laughs> please send them my way. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, good times. Red River is actually the best. Um, but yeah, so I sold pet insurance for like two years. <laughs> Number one salesperson, though. <laughs> just ringing it in and like real life Jim Halpert yeah well like pet insurance is just for cats and dogs and like I was always too embarrassed to like tell people what I actually did it was like what do you do I was like man when it comes down to it just look after a bunch of bitches and pussy <laughs> <laughs> I just leave it at that <laughs> people think you're a pimp yeah exactly it's like man it sounds pretty cool but I did that there was on the umbrella umbrella of the insurance company I worked for and then uh, they saw I was a top performer in sales there so um, they offered me this job in like a different branch of insurance and I'm sure at this point every girl's just listening to this just so into just it just dripping out. yeah it's the coolest jobs possible so I have a good job like it supports me in a lot of ways that like I'm cool with like I work with a lot of dope people it pays well um, it's a job I can kind of leave it at work and like focus on other stuff um, it's not micromanaged so it's a perfect job to like kind of support my main goal which is obviously doing comedy and wherever that kind of takes me I do have this I talk to like so many people in the city uh, like just networking of any like big Winnipeg figure of you know the marketing concept has always been big to me especially like it seems like in today's day and age so many companies need that social media presence and whatnot mm-hmm. so I could see myself maybe getting into a career path of, like, working on campaigns and stuff. Yeah. With uh, kind of my abilities. Because right yeah, now, like, I can, I can be good at sales, which is fine. Like, I can talk to people and, and whatever. But I think I'd probably be better off either doing stand-up or, like, working on marketing campaigns. Yeah, that'd be so sweet. Yeah, yeah. And but there's still time. Like, I'm still... You know what Winnipeg needs? What? NHL All-Star Weekend. <gasps> yeah. In the city. Totally. That'd be so dope. That'd be really dope. Yeah. I mean, we're in a basement podcast right now. I mean, <laughs> fuck, studio podcast. Yeah, I, yeah, sorry, this is really spiffy stuff. Yeah, maybe you can see but over But Howard too. Stern let you use his office. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think we need to, like, somehow start some sort of, like, dialogue or something that, like, Winnipeg needs NHL All-Star Weekend. Yeah, I think we could probably add a long list of things Winnipeg needs. <laughs> Better what, transit. Yeah, what, what are the top things Winnipeg needs? That's a... Uh, I think we need more club promoters. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't have enough people in my DMs. No, like, if it's my birthday coming up, who's putting me up with a birthday package? How do I know which club to go to? Like, uh, we need more places that my ex goes to. Um, exactly. Because, like, I like running into every other weekend, but I think we can get that to, like, once a week. 
Go. Is this night going to be a movie or is it not? Like these yeah. are all things when you're promoting a club that I'd like to know. Like I don't even I don't know what my story is. <laughs> Should I know? Yeah. Should I make one this Saturday? I get that you're building an empire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Winnipeg's dope though. Like I, I love it to death. It's it's got a lot of funny things. That's the thing. Like so many comedians from Vancouver and Toronto, like pre- predominantly, like let's say Vancouver, they're like Matt. How does everyone in Winnipeg have Twitter and know everyone? It's like mm-hmm. they they're so jealous of that concept of the you know, like so many big comedians like have Twitter and they write jokes, but like they get like two likes and stuff, right? But Winnipeg is so like tight, yeah. Where everyone you kind of feel like you know everyone. Like when I bumped into you at that game in Minneapolis, yeah. I was like, I feel like I kind of like knew you already, yeah. Because like we'd followed each other for so long, which is so cool about like social media. Exactly. So I I remember in the beginning of uh, the beginning when we were talking, you said. Uh, you don't really like, and correct me if I get this wrong, but you don't really like kind of the big pie in the sky end goal because sometimes... Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I, I have a lot of philosophies of life. Like, um, the best one I ever... It was a Joe Rogan podcast. Not as good as this one, of course. Of course not. It was uh, interviewing Dan Blazarian, who... Do you know who he is? He's yeah. To anyone who doesn't, he's that guy on Instagram that's always surrounded by, like, the hottest girls. He's got guns. He's got... He's just so roided up, and he... he God's money through poker. Classic American man. He's, he's like, I think the most followed person on Instagram or whatnot. And Joe Rogan asked him this question. He's like, Matt, so just everyone's watching your life. It looks like you have everything anyone could possibly want. And he went on to explain, yeah, but the best way I can phrase this to you, and I'll go back to what he was saying, was like, you know, when you go to Minneapolis, let's say when we went to see the Raptor game, mm-hmm. out of one to 10, where was that on the fun scale for you personally? Nine. Yeah. Would have been 10 if they won. Totally. Bastards. Yeah. So I'd say nine. Obviously, it's the Raptors, so they didn't win. But, <laughs> Got to uh, down. Yeah. But so me too. So y- you take it to that nine. And so that would be like Dan Blazarian um, when he go- went skydiving for the first time mm-hmm. or had a threesome or foursome. That was his nine. But then you don't enjoy going to see a Raptor game anymore. That's like now at a four. Right? So mm-hmm. in life, if you're always comparing things to like the big moments, um, you're not going to appreciate the smaller ones as much. So I always try to not look at that big goal. Like yeah. I used to maybe think, okay, that comedy competition at the end of the year, that's all I'm going to focus on. Yeah. I'm going to win that competition. What if you lose that competition? You didn't enjoy any of the hundreds, like hundreds, like a bunch of open mics that you're doing, all those other smaller shows. Yeah. Like you were only focusing on that end goal. And I think you really have to always kind of like enjoy the smaller things. And I truly believe like if my goal was to, let's say, perform on Conan, um, and I think my, my bucket list goal, like the highest point I want to get to is perform on Just for Laughs. Yeah. I think at that point I'd be like, man, this is my dream come true. I think though when I get to it, I'm not going to feel that feeling that I, I think I'm going to feel. Yeah. So I just try to enjoy all the smaller things. And the way life has always been for me, like I didn't think I'd be where I'm at right now. Things just happen. Like you just yeah. go with your gut feeling. And like, I think you have to enjoy every single step. And then you look back on the process. It's like crazy mm-hmm. kind of where you get when you just do it that way. Yeah. Just to play devil's advocate though. Cause I'm not sure if I yeah. totally hundred percent agree with what you're saying. But yeah. Like, no, please. Uh, it comes down to like what you appreciate though, right? Like yeah. you said Dan Bilzerian, blah blah blah, first threesome, nine some, whatever, is like a nine for him. Yeah. And then yeah. it kinda of reduces the route. Ra- Does it have to though? Does it have to reduce little scenarios like that, or is it more what you make of it? Everyone's different. Like I'm personally I enjoy all the all the small things. Like mm-hmm. I'll in, I'll try and get a nine to ten out of every activity exactly. I do. I'm just saying people that think differently where they're comparing it 
that's the whole sense of money doesn't buy happiness. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so true for a lot of people is that uh, they're always just trying to chase that higher high and they're not enjoying the smaller things. I'm saying you can easily enjoy those smaller things just as much. Mm-hmm. So if that's what your point is, I, I would yeah, agree. Yeah. I think it just comes down to how happy you are with yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like it gets to the point though, like you have to have, um, God, what's that? Someone said, it's not really, people are always chasing happiness, but the thing people should be chasing is like, um, um, God, meaningfulness. Yeah. Having meaning, I think is more important than being happy. Like, can you get happiness without having meaning? Yeah. They come hand in hand. Totally. Yeah. So I think. Uh, like my uncle is like a surgeon in Denver and he like invested early with Apple in the stocks. He's just like absolute millionaire. And like he enjoys just being anywhere and he's traveled the world. He does like doctors without borders and whatnot. But he told me like the key to his life has always been like the number one rule is like you need to have someone to love and that loves you back in life. That's one key to happiness is like you always have to have something you're looking forward to. It's like, you always have to enjoy the little things. So that was his motto. And I think like, that's where a point where I'm at in my life where I feel like I'm getting at all three of those things. And that's where I've had like way more fulfillment in life and like been way happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, one of the things that I heard, I was talking to my counselor one time and he said that he's, he's turning 65 and he said the thing that he learned in his life that, uh, obviously through everything he's been through is the key to being happy is being at peace with the decisions you've made. Totally. Yeah, regret kills yeah. people. And whether it was you could have done better or not, it was always a learning point that you could have moved on from, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I... It's so cheesy, but, like, I always believe, like, everything does happen for a reason. And it, whether you believe in that statement or not, yeah. it's the mindset of turning the crappy things into positive yeah, yeah. and trying to understand how that could help you in the future. More yeah. as, like, this is all, like, God's plan like Drake starts playing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I can't stand that phrase. Just because I think I think yeah. uh, I, I say think, it all the time. It triggers people, but yeah. I think there's a lot of ignorance in the details with that. Yeah. I, I I love the sentiment that yeah. you have to turn things positive, but I think that phrase in itself kind of yeah. well, it lacks. It lacks a it, lot. You know what I mean? I think it's true in the aspect of the butterfly effect. Like I know people who's like people have died in their life, or just the worst situations happen where it's like. Mm-hmm everything happens for a reason. They want to punch you in the face after you say that. Yeah. But maybe through who they lost, they then tell 15 to 30 people in their walk of life who have also lost and they help them cope. And it's a butterfly effect in my opinion, why I believe in that statement Yeah. is because you have no idea if that thing didn't happen, what that would have affected in the future for people. I, I, I think that's, I think it's a very positive way of looking at it, but like, where I get lost with it and where I don't like it is like everything happens for a reason. So it's, it almost says like somebody needed to die for you to do that, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's where I get, that's where I get lost. It, it's, it's totally how you take it. And, and like, it's so true where maybe everything is meaningless and like, that's why people can have faith in anything where it's exactly. like, sure you can have faith that everything happened for a reason or you can be a pessimist being like, yeah, this is all shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just have to kind of, I feel like that's how I want to live my life and I totally get what you're saying because I've, I've always had struggles in those shitty moments where like this can't be what's happening right yeah, like, yeah. i'm going through shit right now my personal life was like are is this actually part of it but uh i'd rather just kind of move on and focus on what's to come than like kind of dwell on yeah. it yeah you know it's it, at the beginning though like when that happens it's always so weird hey it's like altered reality yeah like, if your lines on it if your life is a timeline it's going straight and all of a sudden it, like dips below 
Yeah. And you're waiting for it to get back, but you're, like, for example, if somebody dies in your family, like, you can yeah. never kind of, like, dip up from that, you know? Like, that person's no, not coming back. With you. Yeah, it, yeah. it comes back to your attitude and how you move on with it, right? Yeah, totally, I agree. Why do people go to college for philosophy? They can just fucking... I know, just listen to podcasts. Podcast. That's like yeah. Joe Rogan, if you ever listen to his podcast. He just gets so deep with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I like, love it. Hey, Jamie, we'll pull that up, Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> that thing about depression in people's lifetime. Uh, do you hear that, Jamie? There's that article on it. Jamie, can you pull it up? He's <laughs> the funniest to listen to. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. Like, do you support smoking weed, Joe Rogan, doing mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> you should talk about it on your podcast one time. <laughs> All right, so we're coming to the end of our interview. Uh, Julian, you know, the idea of this podcast is to give a platform to people uh, to try to get their stories out there of, you know, their journey to success and uh, what they're trying to do to achieve that. Is there anything that you want to leave the viewers with before we close up? Yeah, I don't want to whore myself out to Obviously, follow Jules underscore Roan on Twitter.com. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to like and retweet, subscribe. Um, no, but I, I think... Uh, what I could love to just put a, I guess, a spotlight on is just the comedy scene in Winnipeg. Like, so much incredible live comedy. Most of it's free. Even if you go to rumors to see professionals who have played everywhere and been on everything, it's like typically, you know, 10 to $12 for a ticket. Like, if you're ever looking mm-hmm. for something to do, go check out live comedy. Obviously, young people do love laughing and all the stuff that's online these days, but the whole art form of stand-up comedy is definitely something you guys have to check out. If it's not for you, it's not for you, but the only way you can know is to actually go see a live show. So, okay. All right, before we completely shut this down, give us your top three or top five places to go. I know Rumors is in there for sure, but are there any other clubs that are good? If you want to see a paid show, like the best place for like bang for your buck is definitely Rumors Comedy Club. You have to go there. It's one of the top clubs in North America. Every comedian's been through there at some point in their career uh but for homegrown and where you can see the best local comedians uh my favorite mic personally would have to be the comedy at the handsome daughter that's on every single thursday just off of sherbrooke um mike green runs that and he does an incredible job of getting uh comedians up there and there's a bunch of different theme nights whether it be like a new material night or he hosts a show called the battle royale uh where every single uh, at the end of every single month um, there's teams of three comedians that kind of go against each other and they like pick topics out of this hat and they have five minutes to write as many jokes as they can on those three topics so they battle against each other so that's pretty that's sick yeah yeah uh, outside of that I definitely say We Johnny's on Wednesday Spencer Davis one of my close friends runs that he does an amazing job uh, that's where you'll see probably the most newer comedians everyone's kind of testing out stuff there and uh, big shows to check out that are always unbelievable is the Winnipeg Comedy Showcase shows. Uh, those are hosted by Jared Story. It's at the Park Theater. It's like, um, let's say, semi-annually show where they put in the probably the top comedians to put on like just an incredible show. And uh, I was luckily in it last year, and I just got the news yesterday that I'm going to be on the next one, and I think it's September 7th. Let me double-check that. Book that day off work, folks. Yeah, so September 7th, uh, cheap tickets again, but you're seeing like the the best comedians in, in Winnipeg besides myself. Yeah, September 7th. So yeah, that's about it for whoring myself out, yeah, I'd say. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Julian, it was a pleasure having you on. Absolutely, buddy. Thanks Always so much. is. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. That wraps up today's show. Uh, thank you so much if you're still listening with us. And uh, if you just kind of click to the end, thank you for clicking on our video anyways.
is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to get your backyard ready for entertaining. We do it right, too, with everything you need to create an inviting space and save at the same time. Make the stakes to keep your guests coming back for more and save with $50 off select grills and smokers. And for plants that come back every year, pick up two and a half quart perennials, now three for $12. Whatever you need to get a backyard you're proud of, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through April 24th. See store for details, U.S. only. Perennial offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii.